See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Hey, all you out there in listener land. Uh, yeah, this is Mal. Um, originally my intention was to just throw these up on the site and have them, uh, you know, out there for your consumption, but then uh, a friend of the show, Promi, said, you know, that might be a little bit confusing for your listeners. And I said, yeah, I guess you're right. And maybe I should be a little less lazy. So let me explain what you're going to be hearing in the next hour. Um, basically we have a bunch of shows that we do and one of the shows that, that me and Dr. Morbius started doing is a, for we put them on Radio St. Pete um, we already do the indie circuit on Radio St. Pete that's on Sunday nights at midnight uh, and it's also if you go to the audio archive that's where most people listen to, to my shows I have the uh, if you go to RadioStPete.com go to the archive section you can listen to the indie circuit which is us playing crazy music and talking a little bit and there's also a new show that we started doing called Kung Fu Theater, where we basically review these Kung Fu movies, and it's a half-hour show. So what I then I was like, ah, I want to start putting those on the Slow Robot site, because it's good content, it's talking about movies, it's relevant. And, um, and I was just going to upload them and have them like, start going there, and then probably was like, don't you think people are going to be like, why are they doing this? I don't understand. And I was like, ah, my fans are smart enough for that. And then I was like, ah, I better explain that a little bit. So that's basically what I'm doing. This is going to be... Um, it's all Kung Fu. I'm going to drop two shows on, so it's a nice hour-long slow robot. And, uh, you know, hope you dig it. If not, let us know. You know, um, we'll be we'll be back to regular format next week. Every now and then, I'm going to just be dropping in two of the Kung Fu theaters for uh, your listening pleasure. If you dig what you hear here on this show, uh, you know, go check it out at Radio St. Pete. All right. This has been Mao with my public service announcement brought to you by the overbearing tones of Promi. And, uh, hey... Hope you dig some of Kung Fu Theater. Baby! I'm ready. We are, are ready. ready to rock. Yes. Oh, this is welcome again. We're back week two of Kung Fu Theater. The Kung Fu Theater movie podcast review show. And boy, we got a great one for you today, oh, right? Oh my God. This was my pick this week, and oh. you're going to get a lot of weird ones from me. Let oh, me tell you. I sat and watched this one. I was like, how are we going to get 30 minutes out of this? Thing? We will do it because we can. Because Yikes. we have professional show business. Yikes. What anyway. Have, basically, the format is we, we review a one one kung fu movie. We kind of do a deep dive and talk about it, this and that and the other thing. Kind of like our other podcast, Slow Robot A Go-Go. But we do two movies on Slow Robot. Yes, we are movie reviewing machines yes we're doing three movie reviews a week now we we're oh. cranking them out but we're loving every minute of what's that it. thing oh yeah glutton for punishment anyway this well week, some sometimes so uh, sometimes. La- last week we did uh uh shaolin abbott shaolin Ab- abbott or uh, aka 
Slice of Death. Slice of Death, yeah, with those weird uh, <laughs> titles. This this movie today that we're talking wow. about, it has also 20 titles, too. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we watched it as uh, Death Dimension. It's also known as Black Eliminator and five other titles. So you know a movie's good. Oh you know how good a movie is by the ti- the retitling of these Now, this classics. is something I'm going to do a little bit of an offshoot, but we have the time. I was There was a theory I have in Kung Fu. A theory. It's a theory. It's a hypothesis, if you will. Okay. And I'm trying to do info gathering, and I'm going to chart this as we go along. Not an infomercial, though. No. Okay, good. And it hasn't come up in these two movies. My theory is, I watched so many kung fu movies, and at one point in almost every kung fu movie, mm-hmm. a Chinese girl goes, hmm, and she storms off. And I, I'm uh, trying to draw a correlation between how early in the movie a harumph is given uh, as to the quality of the movie. Oh, so I'm, the harumph factor. The harumph factor. It's, it's, it's my own... The, in my brain, I kind of made this up like as a plucky, uh, you know, Chinese guy goes hmm at the at the hero and storms <laughs> off. And these two weeks, I was going to start charting it at what minute Harumph happens, and then what the what the movie's overall th- th- uh, score is. You know, yes, um, no Harumphs in this movie. No Harumphs in last week's either. And I'm like, come on now, we need a hur- good old fashioned hmm. And then so, but I, I am going to keep track of that. Yeah. It's just so far zero zero by some I anomaly as it were. Yeah. No harumphs. It's it's baffling to me. Well, but this is American-made movie, so I doubt the harumph would be in this yeah, movie. No, no, there's no. And <laughs> uh, you know, and this is this is almost more black exploitation than kung fu. This is almost like a sequel to Black Samurai, which we watched on Slow Robot. It's made yes. by the same people, the great Al Adamson, yeah. the great Sensei Jim <laughs> Kelly, and. Bond people are in this movie. We have Odd Job in this Odd movie. Job is, boy, looking. They he, should have put looking. a hat on him or shaved <laughs> the rest of his head. Well, yeah, <laughs> it was the seventies after I all. Can't. And uh, George Lazenby, the one-time James Bond who quit the franchise just because he wanted. He quit the franchise because he he joined like some kind of hippie commune. No, no, no kidding. I read wow. about him. He made the movie and then he got hipster. And when they were doing the promos for the movie, when they were doing the the you know the selling of the movie afterwards, he had like a big beard, and they told him you got to shave that man. It doesn't look like James Bond. And I don't know if he if, if he you like, know nah. said nah, but he quit. The, and he, it was a bad move on his part because he's not a great actor. He's an he's a decent actor. He's not I, a great actor, but it was a great Bond movie on Her Majesty's Secret Service with my favorite uh-huh. Bond girl of them all, Diana Rigg, Miss Miss Peel from uh, the Avengers. But nice anyway. And I, I also I thought George Lazenby was the bad guy from Catalina Caper, but he wasn't. Oh, okay. It, very similar guy. I don't know how to describe it, but. We're off on a tangent here. This is, as, as well, we will be. This is called Death movies. Dimension, and Jim, aka Ke- five other movies. Yes, and Jim Kelly, not the football player, the martial artist. No, um, Jim Kelly rocks the most awesome afro. Oh, he's in martial. He arts always has. Italian. He always has. You know, and I, I, I kind of like. I didn't know a whole lot about him, other than I know he's he's an iconic name in Enter the kung the fu world. End of the dragon. Um, Black Belt Jones. Black Belt Jones. Uh, Black Samurai. Hot Potato. Yep. But then he just falls off. Like other than those couple, yeah, well. he just does like these kind of movies, which are basically black exploitation with a little bit of 
Kung Fu peppered in. And let's not forget our Kung Fu uh, Asian man, Myron Bruce Lee. Yes. Myron Bruce Lee. I'm not sure if he was Jewish or not, but uh, he didn't look it. Could be. I don't know. But anyway, in addition to the clones yeah. of Bruce Lee, like Bruce Lai, Bruce Lee, Dragon yeah. Lee, Pinky Lee, you know, all the... all the Pinky Tuscadero. Pinky Tuscadero, yeah. all the Bruce Lee clones and clonettes. So this one here is... this this. this Death Dimension is, is is a very strange... <laughs> Which is why I picked it. It's almost like... I don't know if you remember a movie called Agent for Harm. Oh, um, yeah. Where they were after... The whole thing was there was this weapon about a gun that made you melt into a pile of goo. Right. And, the goo gun. And that was the only thing that was the driving force. Similar to this one where the only thing... There's this bomb that freezes people. Yes. And then it kills them. And you're like, well, that's not even practical. I don't even know what you'd... I don't get it. Well, but it, well I didn't it, get a. But well, no, it was it was they they created this bomb as a secret weapon to sell some like foreign countries so they could like, you know, hijack or blackmail countries. Hey, if you don't give us blah blah, we're gonna freeze your butts all to death. Yeah, you're gonna freeze you to death. And the beginning of the movie is kind of weird. It was kind of like it was kind of off-putting. I actually fast forward a little bit because the, throughout the opening credits, you all you see is the, the some woman getting this. Microchip inserted <laughs> yeah. in her brain with a with a dull knife or whatever that was, and you're like, yeah, okay. You know. Yeah, it was bad. It, it was, was gross. It wasn't good. And it was weird. And it was fakey, but you know what do you expect? And at that point, when she she stands up and she's like, oh, thank you, doctor. And I th- immediately thought, I wonder how many times the doctor said, I can put these in your breasts. That would be much better of a place. Because yeah. <laughs> she was well endowed and very skimpily dressed, and I was like, I wonder how many times he pitched that he should. Uh, the, not on the face. The yeah. face. I, I think it'd be better if, you, if we if we put these in in your breasts, you know, somewhere. I I, I well, think the doctor. As, the, as long as the turtle doesn't bite them off. I think the doctor was was gonna pitch that, and she was probably like, just just keep it above board, doc. Th- this movie, Harold Sakata is the bad guy, and you know, like in the Bond movies, the bad guy Blofeld, or whatever, he pets the cat, and the, no, uh, Odd Job pets his turtle. Okay, I don't, I, I don't think that's a, a euphemism for anything, <laughs> but he spends the whole time, and he has like a variety of He's turtles. He's carrying turtles, and I'm like, okay, okay. first of all, you, if you pet a turtle, it feels nothing. It's no. like petting a rock, or a pet rock. Or a or, pet rock. I mean, I, not much in this movie makes a lot of sense. But it's and so gloriously, in my opinion, strange. Which is I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I know. I was really I like, oh, I hate this. I don't hate <laughs> I this hate movie. I hate it, hate it. There is some strange. A, as we go along and as we 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 talk about these different movies, you know, because we hope that this is a weekly feature that we do every, you know, for quite some time. Kung Fu movies, you can kind of tell their production value not by money but by like choreographing. Yeah. Because let's no bones about it, most Kung Fu movies are casseroles of nonsense. There's not a whole lot of plot. As is life. As is life. But for some reason. Some of them work, and for some reason, some of them don't. And this, to me, this one falls into the don't because they have. There's a ton of gunplay, which I don't like yes. seeing guns in my kung fu movies. Yes. Because, sorry, I'm a practicing black belt. Guns equal. That's the end of your karate. Yes. Uh, you, well, you know. <laughs> uh, well, Jim Kelly, the protagonist, the hero, is a detective assigned to this case. Right. It, so that's so, so you kind of got that going on for it. So and then he and then he brings in like a, a kung fu guy with him later on to yep. like you know fight the baddies or whatever. Yes, and and, and uh, yeah. So this whole movie is basically 
the search for this woman that's got the microchip implanted in, in their head somewhere because that's how they can figure out how the bomb right is so made they, they have to stop the scourge of the bomb uh odd job is trying to find the bomb because the pig they the, call him pig yeah they call him pig the pig and which is really odd and offsetting off-putting but it and because the doctor killed himself after they tested the bomb, because he knew it was going to be used for bad. Yeah, because he, he wasn't going to be part of that shenanigans. He just, he, the reason he wanted to make the bomb was because of like the dry, you know, the, the, for countries that for uh, countries that were like having droughts, this bomb would what, actually freeze everything and cause precip- precipitation. Yeah, but what the bad guys, of course, use it to freeze for, people for, to for death. Yeah. And you see four people, four guinea pig people, like, <laughs> so, so being tied up in the desert and the bombs dropped on and it looks like a CO2 pellet or something. Yeah, and so, and then, and then he's like, I won't let you use it for evil. I'll beat it out of you. Too late. Twi- and he dies. Yeah. And then the girl's gone and he's like, get her, get his secretary. And, and they're like, she's gone. So she has the plans in, in, in your, in her little noggin there. And then, uh, that now enter the movie. So that's where we pick up with kind of the action of the movie. There's only one reason for this class, gentlemen. That's to teach you how to survive in the street. The name of the game is Save Your Ass. Who sent you, sucker? What are you doing, you asshole? Who sent you? What did you do with Mason's formula? And I need information now. There's no one in this room worth talking to. Remember to defend all vital parts of the body. She is hungry. Once he bites your tit, you have to cut his head off before he'll let go. Say, tell me, how's our friend, uh, the pig? He still stinks. Yeah, right. I tell you, I'll meet you at his place, uh, first thing in the morning, okay? You're on. Let me see if you can make it with me now. All right. Any weapon available should be used in a jabbing motion only. No roundhouse kicks or careless swing that will lead to an immediate opening.
Class dismissed. All right, and as you can tell, that was the trailer for said Death Dimension. So, getting back to the plot of this movie, basically it's just the the search for this woman. She's like yep. rambling. She's she's going in through town. I guess she doesn't know where she's going. And Sakata's looking for her. The yeah. police are looking for her. Jim Kelly's looking for her. And he's going to also all sorts of odd places. Like he ends up in a brothel. Oh God! With like you know like some not particularly great looking women. And, and oh, and, and and right in the beginning, they, Jim Kelly goes, oh. You, now I can tell who killed this person because you can see the cut. The cut was a it was left-handed, and this is a this is from a pinky ring that only Haitians use. And Odd Job has a has a Haitian henchman, so it's it's Odd Job. And you're like, now wait a minute. You should be throwing like a, a a hat, you know, or this something. This is just one of those. The, the the fact, and this happens a lot in black exploitation, which okay. Like they go, they show like the depth of knowledge that the that Shaft or 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 Jim Kelly have is so off the charts that you know yeah. modern computers couldn't make these d- deductions. But Shaft is on the case, or Jim That's Kelly is on the yeah, and just <laughs> talk about Shaft. Don't talk about Shaft. Shut <laughs> your mouth. But. You know, and so he's like, he's he's this guy who knows everything. And he's like, okay, now I'm on the case. And he's shaking down hookers and all that, all that stuff. And yeah. there's the car chases where he's driving his car. And then, like, the bad guy's, like, ramming him. Because they also, they make the leap to go to L.A. Right. And they're like, oh, the girl's landed in L.A. And then, then Ajab and his, and the Haitian hitman... Who's like they go out of the way to make him gross? He spits on the. He's floor. got like uh, he's got like uh, scars on his face, like yeah. yeah. He's he's a, he's and a, he's humongous too. Yeah. I think he still does stunt work. He's like a he's a real oh, okay. high end stunt man. Oh, this okay. is just like a movie he was in, you know. Oh, all, right, all right. And and so then he's like, oh, and he takes his prostitute and he's like, you know, the, the pig. So the pig, the Haitian, and the prostitute, they're like. Walk into a bar, you know. So they, Sounds they, like a joke. Yeah, I know. So they go, oh yeah, let's let's go to L.A. So they go to L.A. and then they they go to one of the pigs' many brothels he owns, and they just are hanging out in this whorehouse. And you're like, okay, I guess, whatever, you yeah, know. They gotta they gotta they gotta do something to keep to make eighty four <laughs> minutes. Gotta do something. Gotta do something <laughs> to get those eighty four minutes in. And then like every now and then they'll kill somebody. Or every now and then and there'll be a, a fight. There'll be your, your your standard obligatory kung fu martial arts fight where Jim yeah. Kelly like beats like eight guys to death. Yeah, and and it was interesting. And there's a lot of like groin grabs. He grabs like, like five guys' junk, and you're <laughs> like, oh my god, what's wrong with you? What, it, that's it not hurts. right. I was like, that you need to go to help. You need to talk to a psychiatrist about this thing you got going the groin on. Groin grab, you know, but, it's, but, it, it's effective. <laughs> Yeah, so is kicking someone there, yeah. and then you're not handling anyone else's handling things. Packages, but, uh, but so if he, you want to handle packages, go work at UPS. That's a yeah, different story. Or work, or do a Mike Hammer movie. Yeah, no, Mike so, Hammer movie. So, yeah. So, yeah, but this, but uh, I'm bum. The the um, but this guy, you know, it was interesting because I looked up Jim Kelly and I was like reading about him because I realized when I was watching this, I was like, this isn't who I thought this guy was. You know, I thought I thought it was, I, I thought he was more like a. 
more like Bruce Lee, stoic and that kind of thing. No, he's and a he's a he's a yeah. lines in it. It was like he's with his girlfriend. He's like malt liquor. That's a black man's beer. And I'm like, oh yeah, who wrote this? I know who wrote, <laughs> who this, wrote this. You know who wrote this? Nobody wrote the, this. The, the producer, <laughs> director, the producer Harry Hope wrote this. So. They had a couple of things. White man lines. And they, <laughs> they had a couple of things jotted down on some bar napkins. Yeah, right. there's our script. Let's go. Yeah. Well. So I looked up um, Jim Kelly, and I was reading about him, and I was reading about this and that and the other thing it turns out he's the he show passed he, away well yeah he was recently. the school that i graduated in black building shodan rue that's his style oh cool man i was like wow that's cool it's an okinawan style it's very matter of fact it's not very flowery which explains a lot and then i was reading more about him and he his claim to fame was that he for a couple years in the 70s won every championship title that there was and that had hardly like never been done okay. so he was very strong was very fast very fast and agile yeah and that's what they showed every fight scene he did this thing where he would kind of sweep in and then and go ha ah, ha 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 and punch somebody yeah, like, like a really fast like, like machine gun punches, punches yeah, in yeah. the stomach which and is cool it's cool but i've had that happen to me and you know what it does absolutely zero they have no power like when you punch somebody like like that, it's like but he won same. every award. It has to work at some point. It just, it just looks cool, right? I, well, it looks. It cool. just looks cool. That, oh, okay. that has the same effect as like if a butterfly bounces into you like fifteen times and what then about fl- the groin grab? Does that one work? I believe that <laughs> yeah, works. Really, that one works. <laughs> if you're gonna go that way, but whatever. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess when you, I guess when the guy is gonna be so obnoxious that he won't give in okay dude you want to really fight okay i'm gonna have to go to the one that i don't want to do uh, boink uh, yikes. Yeah. and numerous times they did that like an homage to bruce lee where he he gets run off the road and then he runs after the guy and then he's like ah oh, you fell into our trap and all the guys descend on him and they all have their specialty weapons and then out of nowhere don't even know where he got these he starts whipping around his nunchucks like Bruce Lee, like the super fast. Of course. You know. um, now, I've done a lot of work with nunchucks. I, I grew up using them. I'm actually pretty good with them. They are the most flowery and useless of weapons. I You can hit somebody with them. Don't get me wrong. Oh, you can hit yourself with them, too. And but a good, pa- yeah, a good pair of Escrima sticks or a sword... You don't really have much of a chance with nunchucks. They look kind of well, yeah, cool. Well, yeah, sword, yeah, of course. Well, you know, with your hand to hand, of course it's going to work. The one guy came at him with a scream of sticks. Yeah, well, that's Jim like, Kelly. Of course he's going to kick his butt. Good yeah, point. I don't know why I'm looking for logic. This is well, you, you, you look not only like, are you, hey, you're man. looking for love in all the wrong places, <laughs> and you're looking for logic in kung fu movies. That's two strikes, dude. You got one more left. <laughs> I'm on thin ice, man. You're on thin ice. Performance improvement plan coming my way oh, for my for logic. God, what am what am I looking? What is logic? <laughs> what has love got to do with it? You first saw him in Into the Dragon. Now see him as he's never been seen before. Jim Kelly is Black Belt Jones. <laughs> see him train his own army of girl high jumpers to help penetrate the hideaway of one of the mob's biggest bosses. See him retrieve 25 grand from the mob's own vault, guarded by the toughest hoods in the underworld. See Black Belt Jones join forces with a super chick who's a smash at karate and really means business. 
Jim Kelly, international karate champ, and Gloria Henry are a super team in Black Belt Jones from Warner Brothers Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. When you're hit by Black Belt Jones, it's a smash hit. Please give me a million dollars and the fridge with a padlock and, oh yeah, huge pectoral muscles. All right, so at this point now, uh, we're back. And at this point now, uh, we have... Uh, <laughs> we're back. <laughs> hey, we're back, everyone. Back again with the finale of... So, Aja... Death Dimension. Death Dimension, brought to you in Sense Around. Yes, in Sense Around. Sense Around. Something so, like that. So, yeah, so... Jim Kelly is closing in, and the girl is has been captured. Has been captured by Odd Job, and he's <laughs> my favorite. Go ahead, in the movie. Yes, please elaborate on this. He's got her tied up, and he's like trying to get the information out of her. And uh, I think th- at this point, does he t- does he remove the chip yet, or was that later on? No, not yet. She, he doesn't know he where. He doesn't it know is. about it yet. That's right. He doesn't know about it yet. So he's he, like trying to get her talking. She he thinks talk. she just has information, but she really doesn't know anything. Yeah. Because it's just in their noggin, in that little chip. So he he goes, bring me the box. Cato, bring me the box. And you're like, what's in the box? Like a severed what's head? What's in the box? You know, what's what in the box? A, a, like, some, like some donuts, a severed head. And all of a sudden, he brings out this humongous, like, like prehistoric looking alligator turtle or something with this hideous looking face. <laughs> yes. And he like goes like, watch this, and he he's got the turtle by the tail. No, no, not a euphemism for anything. And then he's like, <laughs> and he's also like, there's no pita on set here. This no, there's no pita or whatever, you know. And then he goes like, watch this, and he puts a ruler in the turtle's mouth, and the turtle like bites it, and you're going like, oh, okay, he's a snapper. So he's like, they they take the ruler out, and he's like grabs a turtle and he puts it in front of the girl's face, and he's like. If you don't tell me what, you know, what uh, I'm going to have this turtle snap your boobs off. And I'm like, are you kidding me? He didn't use the word boobs, by the way, but it was another one. A three-letter one. But, uh, you know. And, and you're like, wait, what? What? You know, and then she's like, oh. And she passes out. And then we get a close-up of the turtle's face. Just passes out. And then we get a close-up of the turtle's face because the turtle obviously has an agent who said, no, no, my turtle's getting a close-up or you're not getting it. No. So you're getting a because of, of, like, Snappy, the turtle guy, or whatever. So she passes out. So they're like, okay, well, we can't, you know, snap her boobs off. So let's wait till she wakes up, and we'll go into the other room with the, with the hookers and, you know, play, like, spin the turtle or oh, whatever. So I don't weird. know. And that's, this is so broken. And also, like, again, I, I, I can't bring this up enough. There's a very, there was a huge swing in what was expected at a certain point with choreography and fighting. Like, wow. uh, like a lot of the, like the, a lot of the, 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 I'm not going to say better. A lot of the more defined or the, the, the richer, uh, Kung Fu movies have like their whole shtick is there's a style that they're trying to say, Oh, this might be a thing, drunken Kung Fu or whatever. And they, and then they're also like have choreographed fights, which makes it, they kind of go through it first where he, this one, you could kind of tell he was like, okay, you come at me and I'm going to do this. And then you come at me. And it's they look very sloppy and yeah, like well, I mean it's it's not shot by the Hong Kong crew. I know. Well, and and it's not some of theirs is even bad. There yeah. was a, there was a definite shift in 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 the industry when that became like almost the norm that you're like, oh, okay, very crisp, very tight in shots and stuff like that, where you know it wasn't just a stationary right. camera watching goofball. Kids but, like backyard wrestling, basically, you know. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, but 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 anyway, yeah. um, 
she passes out. Oh, okay, sorry. And then she all of a sudden like wakes up and because you know either she was faking it or whatever, and she does like she walks she, she like you know gets a chair hops, hobbles hops. to the phone and she like with a pencil in her mouth or with her chin dials a <laughs> dials a you know like in the old movie she dials the operator and the operator's like. You know, oh, well, uh, I mean, I can't get you this number or whatever. She's like, so. get me general so-and-so. And you're like, wait, what? You're like, Yeah, right. So then she ends up calling, you know, she ends up getting the, the she calls the one nine one one or whatever. She calls the cops. She ends up getting to George Lazenby. Yeah. And she says, hey, look, I'm here in Palm Springs or whatever. And you got to come and get me. He goes, where in Palm Springs are you? And she's like, I don't know, but I need your help. He goes, okay, all right. You know, so he he runs off to go get her. And then he doesn't know where the hell she is, right? Yeah. So the next scene but is wait. like, but wait, the next scene she opens the door, and there he is with the other two guys. And I'm going, and I said to myself at first, I go, wait a minute, is this movie so like the plot so screwy that they didn't that he they forgot out where she was? <laughs> he just forgot. Here, here I am. Nope. Right. <gasps> Reverse Zabida. Oh my God. He's one of the baddies. He is one of the baddies. That's why they were always one step ahead of Team Kung Fu. Yeah, and in the meantime, like Jim Lee, J- uh, Jim Jack, Jim Kelly, not Jim Lee, that's a comic book, right? Jim Kelly and Myron Bruce Lee are kung fuing their Jim way. Myron Lee <laughs> are kung fuing their way to the same era because I think they've been tailing George Lazenby or whatever. They sure have, and then and then but then they're fighting, and they go to that one pool. They got a pool fight. They had yeah, a pool fight, and then and then like the, the guy. He falls in with an electrical cord or something like that. Remember that? Yeah, right? yeah, and he got yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Myron, Myron, like knocks him in with an electrical cord and he electrocutes him and he unplugs it or whatever. So great! I was like, wow. Okay, whatever. And know? then there's a whole subplot where Aldo Ray, the great character B movie guy, not Aldo like, Nova, not Aldo Nova. Aldo Ray is like the guy who's trying to buy the freeze gun. And he's like, "Hey, I got thirty million. How much more do you want?" And I like, know that was so weird. And and, and, and uh, you know, Odd my job, job is like, oh, "I want fifty. You know, so and so. Outer Mongolia offered me fifty million. You know, come on, man. I'm right here. I got it." So anyway, they undo the chip from the woman, and yeah. they finally got all the pieces together to do the freeze bomb. Unfortunately. Jim Kelly and Myron Bruce Lee show up and break the whole party up. Hookers get one of the hookers gets shot by the gun or whatever, and then you know a, a battle royal fight ensues, and an odd job, and the other guy escape. Oh, this is the part where this is the weirdest. Yeah. This was the weirdest part of this movie, and I'm yes. like, what is going on here? <laughs> what is going on here? Because this is like the end of the movie. No, it isn't the end of the movie. No, no. They get into the world's longest car, one of those like eight, 70s Lincoln Continentals, yeah. and Jim Kelly's chasing him. Now it's just Odd Job in the Haitian and Jim Kelly. And they're driving along. Jim Kelly and, and Myron. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. They are. So they're driving along, and uh, and, and they like kind of were almost getting them, and then they pulled into this place, and the bad guys run across a thing and get onto a gondola car. And you're like... Yeah, what right. Are you doing? What are you talking about? That's going one place. That that has one destination. Like it's not in the middle of a mountain range. But it was a cool scene. It, it, I, yeah. And then Jim Kelly flags down his buddies who have a police helicopter. A police helicopter because he's a policeman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Detective Ash. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, so they got a little shootout going on with the gondola and this and so that. So crazy. It was so crazy this part. So go ahead. Yeah, so they're like doing a shootout or whatever. And then like, you know, they get the, the gym cat, the odd job and, and the other guy, you know, get onto the other side or where they're running through the mountains. And, you know, Jim Kelly's got to find him, you know. Yeah. So he's, like, running around. And he finally has, like, a final battle. He has a final battle with the with the Haitian guy yeah. or whatever. and the Haitian guy's beating his butt. He, yeah. He's beating him badly a lot. And Myron's going after Odd Job or right. whatever. And then, so then then finally, like, he uh, Jim Kelly, like, kind of corners the Haitian on the edge of a mountain. Right, right, yeah. And he does that, yeah, 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 like, that super fast thing. And then he kind of like falls, and he falls to his death. Yeah. And like, okay, so the muscle's now dead. So yeah. now he's after Odd Job. Right. And then as he's running through Odd Job, I mean, they spent a little bit of money. There's all these explosions going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, as they're running or whatever. Squibs are going like, off everywhere. Yeah, the big ones. You know, so you're like, oh, okay. Well, I guess this is where all the money went. You know. <laughs> so, yeah. so anyway, he was he catches up with Odd Job at the end, and he's like, you know, gives him the well, he they, like they find oh no, they, they get they, away, they, they find a little bit, and then he still gets he he almost Oddjob, hits him with a rock. Oddjob, yeah, Odd Job like does the head thing on him yeah. and he knocks him down, and then the, the 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 plane shows up with the rest of the bad, the, yeah. the rest of the crew. So Odd Job's like, ha ha, I I win. I've and escaped. He, and he gets into the plane. So he's got all everything. He's got the chip. He's got all the stuff. And he gets up in the plane. And then Jim Kelly Dude, finds his gun. He's he only got like two bullets left. Yeah. And you're like, what? He better make him count. Because he couldn't shoot him when he was in the helicopter. He couldn't hit the side of a barn when he was in the helicopter and they were in the Come gondola. Come on, man. <laughs> but you knew that was going to happen. There's only one way they're going to stop him if they're in an airplane. He's got to shoot him down. So with the two bullets that he's got, he friggin' hits the fuel line. Kaboom. Kaboom! You know, and at the end, and at the end, he does a great kung fu kick at the Unbe- camera. The, the freeze frame ending of this movie—it was like he like kind of does this run up, and he does the—he jumps in the air to do a kick, and it isn't even like a full extension good kick. It's just kind of like a kick, and they freeze framed end credits. Yeah, and, and I was like, oh my god, that was horrible. This this is like this is what you're gonna be expecting from me when Kung Fu Theater. I know you're gonna go more traditional. So tune in every other week for some bizarro movie. <laughs> I was gonna say on my week for good Kung Fu. No, no, go, to, go on my week because you're gonna you're gonna see movies that you never even heard of for a reason. <laughs> for, a, for, a, for a reason that now you're gonna be like blessed to find out that this okay. movie is on YouTube and you can watch yeah. it for free. There you go. So this was Jim Kelly's. Not most famous efforts. Again, I love uh, the I love the movie. I love Al Adamson movies, and this yeah, they're kind of the, crazy. This is one of the quirkier ones of them all. He obviously didn't know, but in his <laughs> in his in his great way of figuring it out, he made this clunky, yeah. great, goofy kung fu movie with the great. Yeah, there you lady. go. Of, of, of one to ten, what are you gonna give it? I gotta give it a six. Okay, you're I, gonna go underwater. I, I am gonna about. go underwater. This is a four for me. Um, it could have been wackier. It could have been. That's wackier. the problem. It, it was Black Samurai was better. Yeah. So, but not a totally horrible experience. Don't get Check me wrong. I was making fun of it kind of for comedy, but uh, all right. That's it for this week. No, this you has weren't. been Kung Fu Theater. No, you. Weren't. My name is Mao. Doctor Morbius. As always, Doctor Morbius. You. Oh, you, so you sad. cut down my movie. Okay. Maybe we'll be back next week. Maybe we won't. I think we will be. Yeah, we probably. All right. We'll see you next week, everyone. All right. Bye. <laughs> Go! 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 Go!
From the 36 Chambers! Of course, that's Wu-Tang that we're not talking about Wu-Tang. <laughs> uh, we're talking about the movie that influenced the 1990s, one of the greatest rap albums ever, which was 36 Chambers from Wu-Tang Clan. Um, and Al... Uh, yeah, and, I'm, I'm and Dr. Morgan still looking at me like, what's wrong with you? This is, of course, Radio St. Pete's Kung Fu Theater. My name's Mal, with me as always... Oh, wait a minute, Dr. Morbius. Oh, this is Kung Fu Theater. I'm sorry, I thought we were doing Indie This circuit. is from Parts Unknown. No. I'm sorry, we're doing Indie I thought, yeah. I, I gotta go. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't know where I was. Yeah. You know, I was supposed to be in the other studio. Oh, no, that studio is getting deloused. Uh, oh, from my gosh. last show that I did uh, by myself. It, oh. was, it stank. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, you know, anyway. Yeah, yeah, so no. here we are. So here we are. This is the, uh, if you know our other our other show, of course, the Indie Circuit, which is a Radio St. Pete exclusive. Yeah. That's all about crazy independent music. Well, we, mostly Dr. Morbius, then I quickly jumped on the bandwagon, said, hey, we could do a kung fu podcast. Hey, we're not watching enough bad movies. And I said, "Hey, that's a good idea. Let's add some." And you know, uh, and you know the funniest part about all this? I'm the one who knows the least about kung fu. <laughs> the two of us, but it was my idea. So you go good figure. You. Good for you. Yes, good. there you go. Well, Spanning it's a learning high. experience. It's Spanning. a learning experience. Yeah, sure. Learn as you talk. And yep. Uh, so this and, uh, is the uh, Radio St. Pete's Kung Fu Theater. Your one-stop Kung Fu shop. And I chose one of the most classic, most iconic, yeah. most notable, recognizable, on everyone's top ten Kung Fu list movies ever. And most long, too. Oh, this one does not spare on the minutes, let me tell you. Uh, I don't mind it. I didn't mind it, though. Uh, it no, is, I didn't. It is it. one of the longest kung fu movies ever made. Uh, it was like two two hours and 35 minutes or something. No, like no. That. I, I, I clocked it in at 154. I didn't feel it. wasn't 230. Okay. I mean, maybe I watched the short version of it. I don't know. <laughs> you watched, there was no intermission. In you between. watched the cut-down version. Yeah. The, yeah, the Tarantino version yeah, has like the, six intermissions. There's only 32 channels. And an organ guy playing. Yeah, yeah, right. And his little Morgan Grinder monkey. Yeah. And, so know, basically, guy. yes. Uh, 36th, 36th chamber of Shaolin. It's hard to say. It is it? hard to say. Uh, and I was like, wow, this is a great movie. I had seen it before, but I don't think I ever... I think when I saw it, I didn't pay attention to what it was at the time. Like, sometimes you just watch a movie. Like, you can just sit down and watch Citizen Kane or King Kong and not even know or care about the relevance within the genre. I, yeah. And I, um, the first time I watched this many, many years ago when I was a kid, I didn't... It was just a great. We watched kung it fu. on Kung Fu Theater on and Saturday was, afternoon. TV it was just or a something. great Kung Fu movie, you know. And you go and go, yeah, that was awesome. And and then and then only later do you realize, wow, that was, you know, one of the greatest ones but, made. But see, I, that's what I've read. Okay, I've read. <laughs> I've, I've read no, I mean, I I agree with you in in, in, a, in a certain aspect because, like I said, you know, you've watched a lot more of these movies than I have. But I always thought the greatest Kung Fu movie of all time was Enter the Dragon. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, no. I don't mean this is the greatest one. No, like, but I mean in, in fandom, it's in all, fandom it's, circles. Yeah, is this I'm is definitely top ten material. Like, uh, you know, uh, obviously, End of the Dragon, um, you know, even like Half a Loaf of Kung Fu. There are some movies that kind of keep coming up. Uh, you know, of course, Master of the Flying Guillotine. Yeah, that uh, one. You know, know, there's a lot of them that kind of keep coming up as very good examples. Well-made, well-acted, 
great movies, you know. And then this one usually makes the list of top tens, you know, of you should watch this if you care. Well, the, you know? the, the one that I watched back in the theaters back in seventy whatever was uh, Five Fingers of Death, and to me, to me that was the that was the one that set the standard for it's a good one kung fu movies. You yeah, know, this was from seventy eight, so this is like years yeah. later. This is Shaw Brothers, so the production values are higher. Yep. Well, and the Five Deadly Venoms is another one that's okay. very popular, kind of along the same uh, vein, where it's okay. uh, that has the of course you know each. Each one of the mercenaries is, has their own gig. Oh gimmick, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, like oh he's the frogman, oh he's the lizard killer, oh that's the dragon like the guy. Magnificent you know, Seven or something. Same like stuff, that. you know. These all these genres homage the hell out of each other, right? <laughs> you know. So, uh, uh, so yeah, th- tonight we're here to talk about uh, thirty the um, thirty six chambers. Just Shal- say, just say thirty six chambers of Shaolin. It's yeah, okay. that, yeah. Right? Don't put that in yeah. there. You know? I, it's so hard, I can't believe it. Um, <laughs> other than length. You know, which this is. This is one of the longer ones that's around. What did you think about it? What was your initial impressions? Okay, I'll give you. I'll be. I'll be blunt and brutally honest. At huh? first, it was like, okay, yeah, you know, it's standard. And then it was like, wow. When they when he gets into kung fu boot camp is what I like to refer <laughs> to it. Basically, uh-huh, uh-huh. it's like okay, they really go into all the training, and it was like, you know, I, I always I felt it could have been edited a little bit but then after that ended and get into the third act then i got into it gotcha. a lot more and, know, and it took is, a while for this me. one takes its time sometimes they feel very rushed sometimes you're like wait what and then he's back fighting the evil villain at the end you know and that, those are the the shorter ones the what that's kind of what we're almost used to yeah uh yeah, hero yeah. faces tragedy or goes on a journey hero uh learns something about himself hero confronts evil Basically. I mean that's very that 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 is about ninety eight percent of all kung fu movies. But you said uh, something. But you said something interesting on the last show that you, you when you watch a, a martial arts movie or kung fu or whatever, if there's gunplay in it, you don't consider it strict martial arts. No, well I don't I don't it it looks weird to me. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Like because a Seagal it, movie will have gunplay in it. Right. Like Chuck Norris. Will I don't immediately say this isn't a kung fu movie. It's just one of the things where I'm like, uh, I don't it's know. It ruins like, it for you a little bit. It looks bit. odd to me. It looks off. It looks off-putting. Um, I like it mo- more when when they pull weapons or they they can use weapons, of course, but it's yes, it seems more natural or more uh, yeah that, at yeah. home without guns. Um, now, do you do you have a pre- preference for either the the you know the older you know like in this movie it was set in the olden times or the modern kung fu? Do you have? Oh, like, I like the older stuff. Um, you like the period pieces. Yeah, I do like the period pieces. I think they kind of put a lot more attention to like the setting and the feel and the stuff like that. Like modern ones, although they're more action, they are more like 80s action films, you know, um which for modern audiences, of course, they're probably way more um visually appealing and stuff like that. And I don't dislike them, but I like the older ones better just cuz it's it feels like it's supposed to. It moves like it's supposed to. Like, it's classic. It's cool. You know, okay. um, new stuff is very jacked up on Mountain Dew and yeah, extreme. You know, uh, I'm, I'm what I mean by old. I mean period pieces as opposed to like both shot both made in the 70s. But oh, 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 I understand. Like it's like it's like a Shaolin as opposed to like uh, a police story. Jackie yeah. Chan's police story. Or yeah, do you, do you have any preference? I like the older ones. I still do like you the ones like the that are set back in the in the yeah in the 
I don't know why. I like that they're fighting over gold tails or hmm. or the the honor of a sister and so you know what I mean like it's just kind of cool. Okay. And uh, you know, I don't dislike China, but I think old time China is a little bit nicer <laughs> than modern time China. Yeah, I don't know, but whatever. Again, that's not anything political. That's just that's just your opinion. Opinion, you know, like you know, older countries kind of have a certain charm to them. They lend to stories like this. They're different. Yeah. They're yeah. definitely different, and they definitely have their own little. You know, I mean. Anyway, I mean, yeah, I was just, I was just wanted. Do you lean yeah. towards the newer ones? Or I like, think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. It's kind of cool because not only that, you get to see '70s cars from China. That's what I like. And stuff, like the background stuff is cooler. And you're not going to hear like the ELP ripoff music <laughs> in a period piece. <laughs> it's true. I mean, well, a badly done period piece, you might. <laughs> well, but you might. Yeah. Sometimes that, they're, the badly done ones are very I, funny. I being the well, we're both exploitation fans. But I really do like the '70s feel of some of these. Hong Kong movies made from that, but they're just like they they have no shame, which is none whatsoever. So anyway, yeah. So one of the the first things that's awesome about this movie is you are introduced to a very young, very muscular Gordon Liu, whose uh, real name I cannot pronounce. No, he's known to all Western uh, as Westerners as Gordon, Gordon Liu. Which you will know, made famous by Kill Bill. He was he was the ma- the master. He right? was the masked guy. Well, first he was Gogo Yubari's one of the Crazy 88s. He was the head guy for that oh. behind the leather mask. Then he played dual roles as Pai Mei yeah. in the second story, who was the <laughs> yeah right, who smacked white, the hell out of yeah white eyebrows and stuff, which is an, a reoccurring character in many kung oh, fu gosh, movies. You yeah, know, Pai Mei is very famous. You know, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was cool. It was cool seeing him so young. You know. Yeah, this is what seventy. This is seventy eight, though. It's yeah. pretty late in the game for for kung, kung fu, fu movies. Yeah, but yeah, he was young when he did. And this, he, uh, uh, well, Lee is in this too at the end. Too, yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. But he's known for being very. Um, he's a he's kind of like a good actor and a good martial artist in real life. You know, like so, he 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 acts very. He he does the right things on screen. You know, I'll say sometimes action heroes don't quite translate into. I mean, uh, you know, kung fu people don't translate into actors so well. You know. Another question, which mm. I which I discussed with a friend of mine earlier: How many of these uh, stars, whatever you want to call it, were really like tournament guys, and how many of them were really uh, like actors uh-huh. or acrobats or ba- the you know the Chinese opera dudes or yeah, whatever? What, what's what's the the breakdown? Know, that's, that's a breakdown. That's interesting because I think it's I think it's clouded in that they. I think there was like these institutions that churned out Sammo Hung and Gordon Liu in that they were martial art um like they went and lived there. They, they you know they left their families, went and lived there, trained martial arts but it was for performance. Oh. So okay. it, you know what I mean like yes they would probably kick some butt and be really like they learned their karate for the movies as opposed to tournaments right right Bruce Lee was a tournament guy and Silver Fox Wong Cheng Lee was a tournament guy because I'm almost sure that even Jackie Chan although they all did some tournaments he was a stuntman he was a stuntman he wasn't a kung fu martial artist but he he knew how to flow and do that stuff and so it was it was a very distinct difference hey let's take a real, real quick break and when we come back we're gonna get into this awesome awesome movie
the new movie sensation that's stunning the world. The martial arts masterpiece. Sights and sounds like never before. Cheer the young warrior who alone takes on the evil warlords of martial arts. See one incredible onslaught after the other. Come prepared for the thrill of a lifetime. I want you to pay a visit to the Xiangwu School of Defense. Who do you want us to kill? Just you concentrate on the leaders. The others won't give us any trouble. See acts of incredible savagery. Incredibly deadly. Unbelievably vicious. astonishing ritual of the fires pale before the forbidden ritual of the steel palm Mighty warriors attack each other with the most deadly weapons ever developed, their bare hands. Challenge champions in a deadly sport that turned brave men into killers. Okay, so despite my brain's technical difficulties... Uh, yes, we're back. Yes, we're back. So basically, uh, you know, we're in this village that's kind of getting uh, roughed up by the evil overlords, like henchmen kind of Yeah, right, that guy over there. Yeah, they, yeah that because that's good podcasting. <laughs> yeah, right, as so, we're watching yeah. the movie in the background, yeah. we're talking about it, yeah. So, you know, so he, you know, he's one of the students at a local college, and, and they see this tyranny, like, they're kind of... Doing the usual stuff where they're pushing people around and being like really they're the thuggish. Mob. They're the mob. They're the Chinese uh, yeah. warlords mob. He's he's trying to get rid of everyone and just take over this whole thing. So right. you know, and he does. He I he they kills, kill his dad. They I kill think. his dad or his uncle. That's the other thing these movies often mess up. Uncles and cousins and stuff. There's no real lineage of how who these people actually are. Like yeah. you know, sometimes they'll say, "Oh, sister or father," and eh, whatever. So, and he, he like, wants to get revenge. So he's like, oh, I'll go to the Shaolin Temple and they'll teach me they know good kung fu. 
Yeah, because in in this in this movie, like in the other one that we did, the the the, the only people that knew how to defend themselves, martial arts, even though everybody knew how to fight, because at the beginning of the movie they're fighting back with swords and they're killed, and yeah. they're they're still doing moves or whatever. But the the only it was only at this time only the the Shaolin monks knew the the secrets of the kung fu, or they invented it or whatever. Right. So, so two guys escape and go, you know, yeah. on the way to the to the, to the temple, and then the, the this that guy, the there, general, he we'll just call him the general. Like, there's the, the, the there's one guy who's in command, like the the emperor, and he's sending it out, and and he sends out like the his general, who is one, a very vicious, nasty guy, and his, and his henchmen, his cronies are are like they always are, you know knocking down people that just walk in front of them or how taking food from shopkeep you know yeah that right, whole yeah. thing you know? yeah 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 right. so the yeah so he kind of kills he kills his friend as they were go- walking together, yeah right? as they're escaping they they both they both take off and he's they like go oh you're rebel them. scum anyone that yes he, anyone that it. tries to oppose the emperor is a rebel scum that's it that's it so they kill one of them mm-hmm. and he ends up like she, he ends up like taking off, and then the, they find him laying somewhere, and the Shaolin monks take him to the uh, to the temple or whatever. Yeah. And, and at first, I think they were reluctant, but then they said, "Okay, well, yeah. you know, you can, you can, you can, you know, train to you, be a monk." Well, at first, they're even like, "You can just be, you can't be a monk because you're nobody. You can like wash the dishes and stuff." Like yeah, that. yeah. It was that whole thing. That's the other thing they always do. Whenever someone approaches a Shaolin temple, you're not just getting in. They don't just let yeah. anyone in. You're, you got to make your dues and you know pay your dues and all that kind of stuff. So he's watching. He goes there for the for the only purpose of knowing, getting this knowledge to avenge his village, avenge his 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 friends and his and his all of his relatives that have been they're just being killed. Yeah. And the one odd thing about this movie is you have no concept of time, so they kind of interjected in the th- in the thing. There's like. So, what have you learned in these five months you've been washing dishes? And he's like, oh, I've learned I should respect everyone and care. And he's like, hmm, maybe you are a good candidate for Kung Fu. Yeah. But we're not teaching you Kung Fu. And he's like, ah, okay. And he's like, there's 36 chambers, so you can start at one. And he's like, okay. And then he, he, they finally let him in. And and so, the, the basic, obviously by the name, the title, there's 35 chambers of the Shaolin. Each one has its own style or specific, like, uh, thing you have to discipline. master. Discipline. And, um, you know, and, and but there is only 35 of them. So you're going, hmm, I wonder what the 36 is. Guess we'll find out. Anyway. And, and at this point, like, the movie for, like, about, for a while, too, for, like, about 40 minutes, and it becomes almost, it's kind of like, uh, um, um, oh, God. It's, called, it's like Kung Fu Boot Camp. It's I'm a montage. To, but I'm trying to think but of, a, like, um, uh, oh, what's the Full Metal Jacket or something yeah. like that? Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. It's like him trying to get through all the things, and then, like... And he is very smart and very gifted. But one of the cool things I really enjoyed about it was he was not a natural at anything. No, he screws up a lot. And he... And he's the one that's there. He's the Jerry Rice of the temple, where he's there till three in the morning doing the practicing. one move, practicing, practicing, practicing. Like first, it was the barrels. You have to hop walk over across the barrels, the, yeah, in the water. <laughs> he kept screwing up. But the donkey kept throwing the the barrels down, and and he couldn't save the princess. And then sometimes it was flaming, and they would go down the ladder and hit him in the head. Yeah. Oh yeah, wait, yeah. that's a, that's a video yeah, game. Yeah, that's something yeah, totally different. Yeah. yeah okay. So this this is funny in that this whole middle act. 
in a modern movie would basically be a montage of Van Damme kicking much, coconuts yeah. while some chick watched him, and then he'd be like, "Well, thank God that's over. I'm a, I'm a, a, the the king of all now." Yeah, I'm like kung fu master now. But they actually <laughs> let's go to town and beat some people up. They that's actually like, showed this guy going through a lot. Oh yeah, this is so you so he earned his, his so he earns his, his stripes or whatever. Yeah. And each one of them is cool in their own way. And then sometimes there's stuff that he hates, the the headbutting of those bags. Oh, he yeah. was like, I'm not good at this. And I can't gong. do this. Yeah, the the gong. Or you have to hit the gong to match the guy's like rapping on the thing or whatever. It was like <laughs> the rapping. Yo, 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 yo. You representing and when, when I, I can't rap. At everyone. that at that point, it was like, okay, I'm, he's learning this. He's learning that. I kind of like nodded out a little bit. But then when he's almost there, the 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 head master says, well, you know, you're good. And then but then uh, the his the head pupil goes like. Yeah, I'm not sure he is. You're or gonna not. hand the reins over to this guy. Yeah, and you're gonna hand the reins. That was really cool. That was good. Yeah. Because at this point, he's kind of been the the chosen one, but not the chosen one, because you know, and and like just like Dr. Murray said, they were like, okay, what do you want to what what chamber do you want to run? And the head pupil was like, now hold on a second, if you would let me indulge you, how about you try and beat me if you think you're gonna yeah. if you're all that and. First, he has these two butterfly swords, and he's he he the the head pupil beats uh, Pai Mei pretty easily, you know, Gordon Liu. Yeah, right. Um, and then he's like, hmm. And he said, so come back. Go, so he then go, he has to go and and, and do oh and do uh you know uh, study yeah. a lot. And he said, and he goes, come back and challenge me any time. When you beat me, you can have your you can have your pick of a chamber. Yeah, right. Um, which yeah. was kind of cool because it, you'll see it comes back around. But you know, so he and he he can't beat him. This pupil is very good. This he's almost like top general of the Shaolin. He is. Monks, he's the top know. pupil. He's yeah. the king. You know. Yeah, and he's got the and sword. He's he's a yeah, sword the guy. Butter, he has the butterfly swords. That there, where there's one, then it kind of comes apart into two, and which is a very neat uh, martial art weapon. So he's trying and trying and trying, you know, and and and, and getting beat. Um, he doesn't not like we said. Nothing kind of comes super easy to him. They and they make a big point of that saying. No, this isn't some charmed. You know, he's a guy. natural, but he's not. You know that much. He ain't all that. He's a quick learner. Once he does it, he's got it. You yeah. Know? He's, Once he's, he learns how to hop on the on, on the on the over the water on the on the logs, he's got it. No yep. problem. Move on. Yeah. But it takes him about two or three tries to finally beat the uh, the head pupil or whatever. Yeah. And this does kind of go on like you're saying. This is, I felt the most weighted down of the segments. You know, the first one is kind of setting up you're meeting new people second act the second the, the, you know act, yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff's going on in the story arc the second act this is this one is one of the most middle heavy kung fu movies uh that i've ever seen where you know this part is what they want you to watch and care about yeah you know and they make a point at some point as he's uh as he's going on he's like oh how, how long have you been here he's like 25 months and you're like wait what like time is passing rapidly by the time he leaves this shaolin temple i think it's like five years or seven it's five years. years yeah and you're like that, well no wonder he doesn't have that much of a grudge it's five years man yeah <laughs> but uh all right well let's go to we'll, another, we'll talk about the third act the third act and does he ever beat the pupil oh my god we'll never know no wait we will know we're gonna go on a quick break and we'll be right back at ya kung fu theater everyone Williams and Lee, the Deadly Three. 
penetrate the secret chambers of an evil island empire. What do you know about Han? He lives like a king on that island, totally self-sufficient. A fortress without walls, protected by an invincible army that needs no ordinary weapons. This is Enter the Dragon, the first martial arts film produced by a major Hollywood studio. John Saxon is Roper. He was in it for the money. U.S. Karate Champion Jim Kelly as Williams. He was there because he had no choice. Black Belt Hall of Fame undisputed martial arts champion and international film star Bruce Lee. His job was to get them out alive. I'm hoping you'll join us, represent us in the United States. You want me to join this? Roper. Williams and Lee. Just when they think they've broken the secret of the island, they find there is no escape from the inscrutable Han. Warner Brothers presents Enter the Dragon, where the world's greatest martial arts athletes meet the ultimate challenge with the most ancient and deadly of weapons, the human body. Enter the Dragon, from Warner Brothers. Hey, wanna hear the most annoying sound in the world? And we are back, isn't that awesome? Uh, so, now... Third act. Third act, he finally... Well, not quite the third act. Finally, he challenges... Yeah, oh yeah. He figures out how to beat the star pupil, and he does. And he, you know, and... and and uh, it's a it's a glorious thing, and there and there it's and, a it's a good camaraderie. It's not like oh I hate you now, you know. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like going to be like this rivalry where he was going to mm-hmm. try to backstab him because it was you know. Yeah, they're they're brothers. So he goes okay. Now you can now you can approach the head abbot, and um, and you can just pick whatever you want to do. And he was like oh I want to start the thirty sixth chamber, and they're like what what <laughs> you cray cray. And then he's like no no listen hear me out. Shaolin Kung Fu is great, but we should have a chamber that takes it to the people. Yeah, the people. And the Shaolin's are like, I don't think we want to do that. Get out of here. But then he goes, say what? He kind of goes, get out of here. Wink. Yeah. Like, your 36th chamber is the whole world. Yeah. Go there and teach. So he kicks him out, but lovingly says, just go do your deal. You know, you, you always have a home here, but get out. Yeah. So then he, then he goes back. Now he goes back into town and, Immediately starts like starts trouble. Well, he doesn't start trouble, but he, he starts trouble. But he runs into like goofballs, and then they become his disciples, like in the oh, other yeah, movie. That's so great. Well, first, they he kills that guy that yeah, he's going he, into town, and he goes, they kill he kills the henchman. Yeah. He kills the henchman that like was the it, guy who killed his family. Yeah, okay, that's that's what it was. Um, then then there's the blacksmith, who, right? Who they're like messing with him, but he's obviously so strong. And at that point, I was like, I don't think many people messed with the blacksmith of the towns. They were swinging a hammer all day. They were kind of really surly and big. But he taught them how to use the the the, the warden part of the hammer to knock oh, people yeah, out. Oh, yeah, he was trying to hit them with that big part of the hammer. Yeah, and, he and was, he's like, no, he no, was, use the handle. Keep that other part balanced. He's like, hey, good idea. And then he beats all the guys up. And and uh, then who's the other guy? Then we meet the, the, the guy who keeps going, no, no, you win. And as soon as he turns around, he tries to yeah, stab yeah, him. Yeah, the guy who started, he's like, yeah, okay, I gave up. And then he's like, as soon as he says he gives up, he grabs another stick and, the, and you know, Gordon Luke is like, oh, come on, you know, enough with this crap or whatever. <laughs> That's right. You know? so, That's yeah. right. So yeah. then, and then they become like his, his crew. Yeah, know? yeah. So he's just rolling up. But then, and they were like, well, now how are we going to beat him? Because we know he's, the general's coming at one time yeah. in this procession. 
Um, so we need to find a place to go. Cause, oh, because he goes out and walks to the compound once every day or once a week or some crap. I can't remember exactly. So we're like, oh, we'll go here. Uh, that's the rice maker's shop. Yeah, uh, we'll stay yeah. in this shop and then we'll wait and we'll jump out and get him from here. And there's some guy. He's like a drunk, but he's like, oh, okay, whatever. You you know, you can use the shop. Um, and then the, during the procession, he comes flying down and smashes the whole thing in half. And he's like, the general's like, ha ha ha! I knew it was a ruse. I knew this was gonna happen. So yeah. this is all a ruse. Yeah. And he's so like, then he's like, they start big battle royale or whatever you know and then he's like he he beats the crap out of everybody and then you meet Lolia who's like the big emperor or whatever right. what were they dump- they were dumping things on people so they couldn't see or something like- remember that like whenever they were trying to go somewhere they were they would dump down like something on the processions and they were like oh. yeah something like that I can't remember what it was but yeah it was like yeah. white powder or something like that made them I can't. Um, I'm sorry, everyone. I I'm having trouble keeping this one together. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, one, yeah. This is a great movie, but I'm like, Ugh, it's kind of kung fu in my brain. But anyway, so now it's then. This is all kind of like preamble towards the end. The, the end battle. Yeah, the battle royale. They know. go out, and this is like almost a Shaw Brothers staple. That last scene. That yeah. last scene in that one field. In that they, one they, field. They probably called that the last scene film. Or, uh, field. Well, it's the same scene as, Sha- as Shaolin Abbott. It's the same scene as ever, every Shaolin Abbott. They come flying out. There's this very picturesque field surrounded by mountains without too much real modern stuff on them. And then they have a battle. They have, you know, Leah versus Gordon. Yeah. Miller. So, you know, and he, and, he, and he has, of course, now he knows how to disarm him because... The same weapons that the, the head same people use. That the head people use, yeah. Right. And he's like, "Oh, I remember how to beat this." Mm. So he basically he knocks him, you know, gets rid of him or whatever. So the town doesn't have to worry about the evil warlord anymore. And then, I guess in the last scene, he's teaching school. He's got his pupils there. And then the one goofball guy is like still like goofing around. So he like <laughs> he, he does this like procession move to knock him back into shape. And then you know, boom. Oh, that's right. Because because when they first went to the to Shaolin. That's what was happening. The head, the, the, the head abbot was teaching basic form, and every time somebody was like, he would hit their belly in and hit their arms up and kind of get him used to hitting and slapping, getting slapped around a little bit. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. then it showed, oh, he learned a lesson. Yeah, He's he learned doing a lesson. In the end. He wasn't a reluctant uh, revenge hero. He he, he went there to, to clean up. Uh, even after five years, like it, it's still, which I know a lot of people say, well, that's against the very heart of what, Challen would teach, but eh, let's give it a break. I mean, they also are going to defend sure, themselves. Sure, that's not, <laughs> you of know. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, let's sit down and get murdered. No, not quite. That's not quite what they were about. Um, lots of lots of different weapons, lots of different uh, techniques and styles. It was kind of cool. The very first scene shows Gordon Liu on a stage doing like that yeah. weird dance with those with those metal rings on his arms which are heavy through the to the credits to the and credits stuff like that yeah very yeah. punching through the water and stuff like that it was interesting it was an interesting visual and that's what it was it, it graduated had nothing to do with anything but it was very beautifully shot it was almost like it was a, a, a ballet or something like that you know he was hitting the water and move doing all the moves and stuff like that which i, I think jackie chan did that in one of his um, earlier ones. Oh, okay. You All know, right. I've seen a couple of different things where he he did a whole thing with like a bench. He was really good with fighting with like a, one of those little stool benches, like you know. Oh, okay. But um, so overall, what, what what did you think of this? What would you give this out of a, a ten? I mean, I'll you know? give it a seven. You know, I seven. mean, it's a well done movie. I mean, it's like 
it's like like I said, the middle act was very heavy and very slow moving. I mean, it wasn't slow moving in the sense it was a lot of action, but it was like I was like impatient. I was like, come on, okay, we understand, we know he's gonna make it. Let's get to mm. let's get to the final mm. act where all the fights are gonna happen and all the revenge is gonna happen. That's what we want to see. You know? Yeah, that's We're true. We're here to get the the comeuppance, the comeback. You know, yeah. but because there was a lot of lead up, that that last act was fairly tight. Quick, and it, quick. It, it was maybe seven minutes, twelve minutes, maybe seven to twelve minutes in that yeah, range. It was about fifteen or twenty, but yeah, well, somewhere okay. in that range. It felt like but it was. It about felt like because the middle part was so you know long or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was definitely a good movie. I'll give it a seven. Yeah, and I, what I remember of it, I'll give it a. I, I'm gonna give it a nine because it is one of those heralded classics. Like if we ever did, uh, uh, you know, Master of the Flying Guillotine, which, the we, we did it on Slow Robot. I gave it like a ten. You know, those are tens. This one's like an eight, between an eight and a nine somewhere. You know, it's a very solid movie. Yeah, I mean, if you see, if you do like Enter the Dragon, it'll probably be like a ten. Yeah, get, I mean, get Game of Death. Dude, just seeing Kareem no, Abdul, not a ten. Just, just seeing um, uh, Bruce Lee with Kareem Abdul Jabbar's footprint on his chest is but, a ten. No, but that scene's really, th- that movie's really bad. That there's that oh, yeah. Bruce Lee in it, and there's one scene where he looks at himself in the mirror, and it's a cutout of Bruce Lee in the mirror. <laughs> that movie's really That's right bad. up our alley. Yeah, it'll be definitely be. <laughs> You're like, oh, don't worry, it's coming, it's everyone. Coming. It's coming soon, but but before that, there'll be well, the others. So, yeah, well, we hope that you enjoyed our uh, kung fu theater. Uh, this is just the third show. We're kind of getting our hitting our stride, getting what how our format's gonna roll, how we're gonna what we're gonna do, you know. I think we do want to break, branch out and talk a little bit more about the genre in general and how it affects other movies and stuff. Like, it's not... Yeah. Uh, we don't want to just be a deep dive into one movie or every it, or week. Or how it know. changed culture in the 70s. Oh, you know, oh, comic well, books, everything. Came back around and was hip now, you know, hip again. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you know, look forward to all different kinds of stuff. Um, Especially from me. I'll be bringing in some weirdness. Good. And, but that's it for this week. So, my name is Mal with me as always. Dr. Morbius. And thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with more Kung Fu Power!